Damn, Daniel. <laughs> that video made life worse for Daniels nationwide. <laughs> it's all been downhill for Daniel since then. I wish I knew how it would feel to be free. I wish I could bring all the chains holding me. And I wish I could say all the things that I should say. Say it loud, say it clear for the whole world to hear. I wish I could say. Are we happy with that song choice? I'm down. You're down with it? Yeah. You feeling it? That was little, good, man. Little John Legend in the Roots. Yeah, dude. Yeah, that's a good. That's a good power team. I feel like John Legend in the Roots. Oh yeah, they're uh, not bad. Yeah, certainly there have been worse bands in the world. Yes, uh, yes. Uh, we won't name them because they might want to sponsor us. We're looking at you, ACDC. Uh, hold, hold on, man. Shots fired. Shots <laughs> fired. No, I'm I'm just giving I'm just giving somebody hearts. I'm just trolling people. Uh, uh, for the record, ACDC is what got me through middle school. Well, there so, you go. Um, oh man, let's uh, let's analyze that. Though. Yeah, let's let us analyze that. Did you I, actually? I do have some ana- analysis for that because I'm actually a huge fan of John Legend and the Roots. Did you know that that that, that album? It's called uh, Wake Up. Uh huh. Um, it's all covers from the '60s. Oh, yeah. You know what's also, you want to know something depressing about that? Uh, I didn't know that when I first listened to it. So I listened to it all the way through. And I thought, what a powerful social commentary on like the world we live in today. Oh, dang. I was like, man, so they wrote some really great like social justice songs about like inequality and oppression and war and just all sorts of stuff. I was like, man, it's really powerful. And then I found out they were all covers from like the 60s and 70s. And I was like, ooh. I feel like if anything, that makes it more powerful. I know. But what was sad is like I didn't, I couldn't tell the difference. Like mm-hmm. I was, I thought, <laughs> I thought they were writing about what was happening today and that the songs were actually written in the 60s, yeah. the civil rights movement. Huh. So like the exact same stuff that they were dealing with, not the exact same stuff, but very much a lot of the same stuff that they're dealing with then yeah. is still what we're dealing with now. Sure. So I just thought it was very powerful and a really great... Um, it's a great album all around, just as far as musically, but uh, as that far might as be commentary. That might actually be the most legit commentary and the least deserving of copyright infringement. Let me try to think of something ridiculous to say. <laughs> Did you know John Legend is an alien? Uh, I don't think I was supposed to know that. <laughs> Classified information, but don't yeah. worry, we only have like uh, if reptilian overlords. If you're listening to this, that was a joke. Yeah, sorry, a thousand apologies. Uh, don't take, don't take the microphones away again. <laughs> again. <laughs> uh, yeah. So here we are. We're, we're back. Uh, we are recording, um, live in front of a studio audience, I guess you could say. Uh, <laughs> when I say studio audience, I mean a cat. Uh, and, and your wife on her iPad. Yeah. Recording in, in front of her is more, is more really annoying the crap out of her <laughs> by, Setting up sound equipment in the middle of the the dining room. That's uh, all good. So I think that's I think recording in front of her is more like forcing her to listen to our crap. <laughs> um, that's good. That's marriage. <laughs> is being forced to listen to someone else's crap. This uh, this podcast is brought to you by marriage. Marriage. It's 
Uncomfortably Christian. It's uncomfortably Christian. <laughs> Nailed it. Oh man. Full well, circle. Segue. Yeah. <laughs> uh we have our first listener submitted question. Yeah. Um, so our, our listener submitted question is uh You know what? Wait, I'm sorry. I don't mean to interrupt, but I do mean to interrupt. Okay. Um before we do a listener submitted question. Yes. You know, because listeners can sometimes be uh what's the way to put this delicately? Difficult. Trite. Yeah. I mean, on the one hand, this is the bane of podcasting, which is like, <laughs> on one hand, like, you want to hear yourself talk, but sometimes hearing other people talk uh, <laughs> can be difficult. Oh, man. Uh, <laughs> um, this is a joke, everyone. It's a joke. Take take a breath. It's just a joke. It's just a joke. Uh, but what's not a joke is, um, I think before we do listener submitted questions, I'm going to need a beer. Mm, so, and I'm going to need some grape soda. Yeah. Um, Hand me that bottle opener for the grape soda. Yeah. Daniel, that's yes. a very odd grape soda bottle. It's it's very light and sort of brown colored. Yeah. The, the liquid that's inside of it doesn't necessarily look like grape soda. Is it? Is it? <laughs> is it the white? Is it the like the uh, green grapes? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Something like that. Okay. I have the malt grapes. Ooh, that's good. Yeah, malt that grapes. Is, that is good, man. Yeah. Um, mm. So, do you know? Do you know what I'm drinking? Uh, I don't know. Tell me what you're drinking, man. I am drinking a brand new brew, um, fresh out of blank, uh, from insert sponsor here. Yeah. Yeah. It's really, really good. It's unique. Uh, you know, it's imported or domestic, depending <laughs> on who it is. Uh, it might even be a craft beer. It could be a craft. It's uh, it's a little bit of everything at the yeah. moment. Um, including grape soda and including delicious is what I'm trying to, what I'm trying to say is that this beer and or soda, which is not a soda. Uh, (laughs) and even if a soda sponsors us, we'll never be a soda. Well, it might be a soda. I won't, I don't want to say never, (laughs) I want to say never, but not likely to be, Uh, but could be a soda. It's not, but it could be, uh, (laughs) Is uh, delicious, and I think it is by far the best product on the market today. Like, um, period? Like, including... Yeah. Like, including iPads, Including, cars, like, MacBook Airs? Yeah, cars, sliced bread, mm. all of it. It's better than all of it. Dang, dude. Yeah, like, I would trade in... Um, is it better than fracking? Oh, infinitely better than fracking. Oh. Yeah, I mean, fracking, what has fracking done for me lately? I don't... I. I don't know how to answer Some, that. If you know what fracking has done for us lately, write into us. <laughs> and uh, yeah. I have no idea what I'm talking about uh, at uncomfortablychristian.com. I'm not being snarky. I just legitimately have no idea. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we legitimately have no idea about fracking. Anyway. Listener submitted question. Listener submitted question is Ooh. this. Is the name of the podcast because y'all are so Christian it's uncomfortable? Or yes. because y'all are Christians and you make the other guys on the podcast uncomfortable with your facial expressions yes. slash racism yes. slash fascism yes. like a glaring eyebrows type face? Yes, all of the above. Yeah. <laughs> okay, do we have any other questions? Um, well, seeing as though we have one listener. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> well, I guess we can't expect them to submit more than one question a week. Yeah. No. So that was from uh, Nathaniel Miller. Shout out. Uh, Whoa. Thanks for listening. Whoa. Who's that? Nathaniel Miller. Nathaniel. 
You get a reggae horn, my friend. There it is. If you want your name accompanied by a reggae horn, uh, send Daniel a text with a question. Yeah. Or just write it on our <laughs> Facebook wall or tweet at us or uh, walk up to us when you see us. Yeah, because most likely you know us. Yeah. And, you know, we will uh, we'll try to answer it. But, uh, yeah, so the... I guess how do how do we want to answer this? I mean, the question the is question. why why is the podcast name uncomfortably Christian? Was it just hip and relevant? Or I think there's an element of that. Yeah, I mean, so let me just let me say like uh, I've got I, I'm I'm happy to say I kind of came up with the name. Yeah, um, and then Daniel was uncomfortable with being Christian as well, and so he decided <laughs> to go. Over. Uh, now I think the the root of the name, and I, I discussed this a little bit in a blog. Um, that recently went up, uh, so which you should plug. check out. Yeah, shameless plug. Check it out on uh, uncomfortably Christian dot com dot com. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's uh, I don't remember what the title of it is, but it's on there. <laughs> so that's really the important thing. Is there's only like three or four. You'll you it's can find on it. being a brave Christian. On being a brave Christian. Thank you. I yeah. I, I wrote it a while back. Um, and by a while back, I mean a week ago. <laughs> uh, and yeah, I kind of went into a little bit of it there, but I want to, you know, I'll get to elaborate on it a little here. Um, and Daniel, you can add or tell me where you don't agree or whatever. Um, you know, I, I found that I've kind of, I grew up not really going to church, not really in, in Christianity and then kind of became a Christian in high school. Um, you know, you're not basic, but you're you've heard the conversion kind of story, big conversion experience and, mm-hmm. uh, became Christian. Um, and I mean, let me just say like, while I was just an even, you know, an evangelical guy who was loving Jesus, everything was great. Like, it was awesome. Uh, but you know, as I got into college and as I started to examine things more, more thoroughly and look at a lot of the issues that are in the world, a lot of issues that are in the church, um, I definitely found that like, it was tough being a sort of theological conservative while also holding, you know, all sorts of different, differing views that I can go into at length, but mm-hmm. basically just seeing like on one hand, some different views from my peers and also just some things that I saw as institutional issues within the church. Mm. And, um, I don't say that to mean that like I gave up on Christianity or I think that the church is bad. I just, there were times when I felt really uncomfortable, uh, where there were times where I felt like I didn't necessarily 100% belong in in the church. Um, and so, yeah, I kind of decided I was going to write a blog, um, you know, to put my thoughts out there and just work on writing and have an outlet and because I wanted to be famous um, and drink beer through into a microphone. Uh, <laughs> And yeah, so just kind of started from there, but it really was just some angst that I felt of, you know, wanting to belong, but at the same time, not feeling like I did. Yeah. Um, and I bet that's an experience that a lot of people have had and I'm, you know, I mean, the church is not perfect, like, and neither does it claim to be. Um, and I don't claim to be perfect either, but I would say, you know, that's, that's the origins of the, of the podcast. Yeah. And I think I, I would, I would share a lot of that experience. Um, but I guess on, on, on a broader kind of kind broaden of broaden it out. Yeah. Just, to try to, Big try picture. to make it a little bit more universal. I think 
um, Christianity should be kind of uncomfortable. Um, and the reason I think that is because, um, I think we are, we do have a calling to be, um, for lack of a better term, countercultural. Yeah. Um, but that, I don't mean that to say what a lot of people would, yeah, would, uh, peg that as. Um, I th- yeah, I mean, countercultural and in, in, not in the sense that we don't listen to, um, John Legend and the Roots, because that's not happening. <laughs> I'm listening to John Legend and the Roots. Uh, but I think, you know, to be countercultural in the sense that, like, where the world is selfish, we are selfless. Mm-hmm. You know, where the world seeks violence, we seek peace. Yeah. You know, that kind of, that kind of countercultural. And also, I think, um, in the sense that this is something that I strive for and I fail at miserably, usually, um, is the fact that um, I can't take my Jesus hat off. Um, I can't take my Christian hat off. Yes. Um, which means that my Christianity will probably make other people uncomfortable at some point. Um, mostly because, uh, for whatever reason, religion has been relegated to, to the private square. Yeah. Um, and kind of, kind of um, a lot of people would prefer that it be pushed out of the public square. Um, whereas I, I would say that because it's such an integral, integral part of not only who I am, but how I view the world, um, I just can't do that. Yeah. But I would push back on that a little bit. I've found that people are more than willing to have a faith conversation with you mm-hmm. if you're not, and, uh, I'm trying to think of a word that's, that we don't have to believe. Um, Douche. If you're not a dick, like, <laughs> um, and I'm sorry if that's an offensive word to you, but it's it's just a fact that you know there are a lot of people that come in and and say that they know it all and have it all figured out, and really lose the the sense of childlike wonder at the Christian faith, mm. and also don't make room for other people who might be doubting. Yeah, but I think to go back to what you were saying, you know. You're more than welcome to bring your faith, and I've I have not received pushback. Like I've been in college, you know, I was in college for five years. Sorry, mom, uh, <laughs> and you know, I didn't receive pushback on the fact that I had faith. Like there was a couple of professors that I got into debates with, mm-hmm. but they were never. I think that sometimes we th- we think a debate is like us being pushed out or someone disagreeing with us is us being pushed out. And it's not true. Like being persecuted. Yeah. What's really happening is someone's disagreeing. Yeah. And that's fine. Sure. You know, so I, 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 I want to push back on some of that a little bit, not to, not on you specifically, but just on sometimes people are like, Oh, the downfall of Christianity is we're all being pushed out and no one wants us in the, in the public sphere anymore. And that's just not been, in my experience at all, mm-hmm. I found that when you're humble and and you don't come in and say like, "Well, I'm way smarter than you and I know better," but you say, "You know, that's a good question," and no, you know, not being afraid to say, "You know what? I don't even know. I don't know. That's a great question. Mm-hmm. I don't know," and being okay with that and saying, "I don't know everything, but I know that I like trust in Jesus." Well, I think the key is that that um, takes a, a personal relationship with someone um, because if you do look at the the trends that our society uh, tends toward, um, there is increased hostility toward Christianity or the, the idea of Christianity. Um, but I would say that is, we 
brought that on ourselves. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> I mean, here we go. Sorry, guys. Uh, I know you have a lot to feel bad about already, but <laughs> like, yeah, I would agree with that. I mean, we've not to say like that everything has been that everything the church has done has been bad, or even the majority of the things the church has done has been bad. I would disagree with those statements. However, this is the Uncomfortably Christian podcast. We are not afraid to admit that, like, at times, just every now and then. We done goofed. We done goofed. <laughs> we have. Oops. <laughs> She's dead, Jim. Uh, <laughs> it was, you know. <laughs> at, it was a train wreck. At times, we have, we've had more than a few train wrecks. Yeah. And that, and that being said, like, we need to repent of those and be open about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and say, yeah, we made a mistake. Oops. Like, sorry. Yeah. Um, anyway, that's, that's off on a bit. But No, I, that's, that's very relevant that you bring that up. very relevant. Uh, but that's how the Uncomfortably Christian podcast came to be. It was just sort of, you know, the name has to do with us just being Christian, but at the same time uncomfortable with the way that sometimes Christianity can be expressed. Yeah. Or at times the way that it's been perceived. And at times the way people practice it, mm-hmm. um, you know, I've seen a lot of, um, every in, in, within every ideology, within every worldview, there are people who abuse it. Yeah. Um, and that's, this should come as no surprise to anyone. Um, if you have, if you think your ideology has no abuses in it, um, email us and I will tell you which part of your ideology has been abused uh Mm. (laughs) for violence or for oppression Mm. everyone's has uh but uh we believe that christianity also gives a um an out and also is the best vehicle for ending violence and oppression Mm -hmm. and so we live in that tension yeah um and it's often uncomfortable and it is often uncomfortable you know what's also uncomfortable what um is the word relevant. <laughs> this has been something I've wanted to talk about for a while. By the way, if you're listening to this podcast, we are totally riffing. This podcast is just a riff. It's like things that we want to talk about but don't feel like deserve a full 40-minute podcast. So they're getting lumped together in into one podcast. Uh, it's so, true. Spoiler alert. <laughs> uh, but pulling back the curtain on pulling that Pulling back one. the curtain. Uh, this is something I have wanted to talk about for a while, and it's the word relevant. Yeah. Uh, I can't begin to explain to you the no love, all hate relationship I have with the word <laughs> relevant. Uh, I hate that word, and it's for a couple of reasons, mostly because of the total abuse of what that word means. Mm. Um, and this is a trend that I've noticed in Christianity. And so I want, so this is how we're going to tie this all together with the uncomfortably Christian part is churches are now like really focused on being quote unquote relevant. Mm-hmm. Um, I just want to make sure that everyone knows what that word means. <laughs> that word does not mean um, applicable to every situation. That is not what that word means. Mm. In fact, I'm going to just uh, Merriam Webster, the word relevant. Go for it. Just so that we can have a... It's relevant. It's an adjective. And it's closely connected or appropriate to the matter at hand. Mm. Now, if you have not been um, in circles that have used and abused the word relevant, 
you can just fast forward for about 10 minutes and we'll be <laughs> done. Uh, however, the word relevant has now taken on to mean literally anything you want it to mean and to be relevant to all people at all times, mm. uh, which is not true. <laughs> uh, the way that you can see this is um, people will talk about they want to have a relevant message mm. or they want to have relevant worship. Um, and to that point, listen, if you've said this, it's okay. We've all done it. I did it before, and then I started to realize how ridiculous it was. <laughs> but the word relevant, like if Daniel and I, you know, Daniel is not married yet. Um, That's true. He's, he's married only to the ministry. Uh, <laughs> but I am married. I'm if a man I, of the cloth. If Daniel was to give a sermon on, on singleness on finding the gospel and signals. Certainly there would be portions of that sermon that might be relevant to me. Mm-hmm. Like the gospel. The yeah. gospel is relevant. The gospel is relevant in every situation. However, that sermon would not be, in its entirety, relevant mm. to my situation. <laughs> I, yeah. can't, I cannot stress this enough. And the reason that I bring this up is not just to rant about the abuse of the English language, but to say... In our ministries and in our writing and in our podcasting and in our worship, we have to realize that like there is no one thing that is relevant to everyone. Mm-hmm. And so, I guess the rant I'm getting on here is, you know, your one worship style will not be relevant to no one worship style will be relevant to every person. Mm-hmm. There's not one formula that says, well, if you sing hymns, you're not really relevant, but if you sing, insert popular Christian band here. I don't want to pick on anyone you know (laughs) but insert you know band that everyone's gonna play well they're relevant and everyone will like that band well i think i think uh when people say that they want their ministry to be relevant what they're probably really saying is that they want their ministry to cater to younger people who are socially conscious uh Um, yes and that by definition by definition makes it irrelevant to most people (laughs) thank you thank you (laughs) Yes, and and that's fine. Listen, it's totally okay. But here's what here's the problem. It's totally okay to to say we want to have a ministry that's focused on, you know, young, socially culturally conscious, college age or young professionals. Mm-hmm. It's totally fine. So we have college ministries. Yeah, you know, in certain areas, like if you have a if you have a church near a college, you you're going to want to go in that direction, mm-hmm. like because it's important to cater to those groups. They need a place, but. You need. We need to have a sort of self-examination in the church, where we realize like we're not going to be able to do everything well. Yeah. Not everything is going to be excellent, and so you need to find what's most important and most relevant to your congregation, <laughs> and most relevant to your people, and most relevant to the group of people that are around you that you want to reach. Well, to the to the people that God has called you to to reach. Yeah. To. Yeah. To the people that you know which I would argue is most people, uh, uh, you know, that are around you. Yeah. Um, God wants you to reach out to them. Yeah. Like what's, you know, what can we do that addresses them? Mm -hmm. And so the problem is, is the cookie cutter mentality of, oh, well, this church is doing it. And so we need to do it too. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's just about being, you know, trying to, it's not doing what God's called you to do. It's doing what 
is quote unquote relevant. Well, and I think one thing you touched on that I think is interesting is the fact that, uh, there is one thing that is relevant to all people in all situations and that's the gospel. Yeah. Um, I saw a, uh, a web comic, uh, a while back where it was two panels on one side, there was this like geeky nerdy looking guy with a Bible. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, it talks about how he like reads the Bible, preaches the gospel. Um, and there was this like super hip, like skinny jeans kind of guy with like an iPad or whatever. Um, doesn't, you know, study the Bible, doesn't preach the gospel. And it said the guy that's all geeky and, and, you know, seemingly irrelevant, he's relevant yeah, because he's preaching the gospel. And the guy that's like hip and and with the times, um, if he's not preaching the gospel, then it doesn't matter. Yes. Um, so I think, I think the, the, the centrality of, of any ministry should be the gospel and that's what is going to make it relevant. To yeah. all situations. Yeah, you know, and so, but that also means, I mean, it's it's on one hand, it frees you up to say, well, we don't have to do anything, you know, I don't have to do it this way because everybody else is doing that way. Mm-hmm. I just have to do what's honoring to to God and he prescribes and yeah. that's in line with the gospel. You know, on the flip side, and we'll, we can transition to the other R word that I hate um, here, but... Th- the other thing that happens in this kind of abuse of the English language is people throw around the word religious. Mm. And so they probably look at the guy who's kind of geeky. I try to put geek and nerdy together and it came out like Gertie. Gertie. Yeah. (laughs) That's that's a new thing. Yeah. He's also dirty. Hashtag Gertie. Uh, (laughs) But you know, is that people look at that or people that have more high church or people that have more liturgy, and they say, "Ah, you're just religious." Mm. Um, I'm I'm not religious. I'm I'm into a relationship, mm-hmm. I'm not into religion. Um, I'm relationshipist. Yeah, I just want to say, uh, being religion does not mean. I know you know we've all heard people. We all know people who are quote unquote religious, mm-hmm. meaning Pharisaical. Um, however. Just because someone disagrees with you does not make them religious. Mm. They are not a Pharisee because they disagree with you. This is the second rant that we're going to be on. Uh, this is my second um, rant, and then I'm going to hibernate in this podcast, <laughs> and I will be I'll be done with all this. But um, actually, we did a Theology Thursday podcast just before this, and John Calvin actually says something interesting about this. Um, and he says, this is at the end of chapter 2. He says, uh, all men promiscuously do homage to God, but very few truly reverence him. On all hands, there's abundance of ostentatious ceremonies, but sincerity of the heart is rare. That's a good definition of what religion is, Mm. which is ostentatious ceremonies. Mm -hmm. However, what I normally see is that people... Everyone has their sort of ostentatious ceremony. Mm -hmm. Uh, People that say we're you know, maybe non-denominational people um, is tend to do this because they're not part of like an organized religious structure. They're sort of a local church congregational model. Um, tend to say, you know, we're not about religion here. We're about just Jesus. Mm-hmm. And I think what they're doing is throwing the baby out with the bathwater is they're throwing out the pharisaical part, but they're also throwing out the sort of liturgical elements and the historical elements of the church that are important. Yeah. 
Um, and instead they throw in their own ostentatious ceremonies. You just replaced, you know, so-and-so's ostentatious ceremony with your own ostentatious ceremony. Yeah. It's, uh, what was the term that C.S. Lewis used to use for, uh, chronological snobbery, chronological snobbery, your, uh, hip, relevant, non-religious worship of today is tomorrow's old fashioned religious, irrelevant worship. Yeah. Um, but also I think, um, one thing that my one of my big hangs hangups with the way we use the word religion um, is that within the the jargon of evangelicalism, it means something completely different than it means outside of yes. the jargon of evangelicalism. Um, so you'll have someone saying it's not a religion; it's a relationship with which, like that, is you know it's beautiful. But someone I understand, we understand what you're trying to say. Yeah, someone looking at that from the outside is like, oh, so this person's not religious. Uh, this person. Or they might be saying, what? Like the way I've seen this, they go to church a lot. So yes, they're religious. Yeah. The way I've seen this is it's kind of a catalyst is this, the use of religion, quote unquote, as being the problem Uh is that it's been an excuse to abandon the, um, the organizational church, Hmm. the the institution of the church. Yeah. You know, is people will say, oh yeah, I'm a Christian, but I don't need to be part of a church. Yeah. You know, and that I don't need to give, I don't need to serve. I don't need to do that because I'm about, I have a personal relationship with Jesus. Yeah. Now, I'm, I, I'm glad that, that people that ascribe to this have found a way of doing Christianity that's correct when for 2,000 years people have doing it incorrectly. Hey, shots fired. <laughs> shots uh, fired. But I mean, you know, that's just me. Uh, but yeah, I mean, that's, well, what's weird about that is it's a very, it's a very 20th, 21st century way of looking at Christianity Mm -hmm. and the new Testament, like Jesus actually, you know, while there are certainly, um, he certainly does have an individual personal relationship with all of us when Jesus writes letters, you know, or when Jesus comes to John and has him write letters, he doesn't say write a letter to so-and-so in this city. He says, write a letter to the church at, right. You know, write a letter to the church at. And so Jesus is very, 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 very concerned with the church structure. Mm-hmm. He says, you know, um, on this rock, I will build my church. Yeah. You know, there's the church is a very important vehicle. And what scares me is people have said, well, it's not about religion. It's about a relationship, which means, yeah, I don't really need to go to church. I don't really need to be baptized. I don't really need to take communion. I don't really need to be part of the worship service. I don't really need to give. Mm-hmm. I don't really need to serve others. And the problem is, is what happens, and I've, I wrote a blog on this, um, is you tend to, then it's just you and Jesus, and you tend to make Jesus say whatever you want him to say. Mm. When you're in the church, you're going to find people that, just like any people in anywhere, that you disagree with. You're yeah. going to find people that rub you the wrong way. But the church is where we put the gospel into action, and we say, my love for you is not based on like, whether we have compatible personalities. Mm -hmm. My love for you is based on something much bigger than that, which is like you're a human being who Jesus died for, and Mm. we both call upon his name, and therefore we have a vehicle to overcome our differences and to really, truly grow to love each other, you know? That's good, yeah. But that's the vehicle. The church is the vehicle to practical Christianity. Yeah. People talk about doing practical Christianity, and they're like, well, you got to have your quiet time and... Hey, I'm all about doing private prayer. I'm all about it. But don't neglect the church because that's where you practice what you preach. Well, and yeah, I, I think, I mean, just like think about 
When I think of, of some of the moments when I've felt most restored uh, after just a moment of uh, dryness yeah. or, or whatever it is, um, some of those moments, a lot of those moments have been in the context of, of corporate worship. Yes. Um, being a part of this chorus of souls singing out to the Lord um, and being a part of that community, not only with the people in my in my immediate church congregation, but seeing myself be in communion with all the saints throughout all of history. Yes. Uh, and I think, I think that's the religion we need to keep. Um, yeah. Don't throw, I mean, yes, by all means, let's get out get rid of the pharisaical, you know, prescribing that other people have to do things that we're not willing to do ourselves. Yeah. Well, Certainly. and I think, I think it's just confusing when throughout the course of most of Christian history, the word religion has been a very positive thing. Yeah. And I almost see it as um, we start taking it from from the negative connotation, maybe because there's a negative connotation on the outside of, of the word religion as well. Um, because one thing that, that uh, is one of the tendencies of the secularization of our society is people are becoming more spiritual uh, yeah. rather than religious. Um, and that's... That means a plethora of things. That's either you know someone that it's doesn't go to church, but they believe in Jesus. Whatever's to, relevant to you, yeah, to someone who ha- who believes in like some greater life force, you know, whatever it is. Um, let's reclaim the word religion. Let's you know, let's not be afraid of it. Yeah, let's not be afraid to practice. I mean, because religion is is a structure, and I think at times what we've gotten away from is the structure of living the sort of ordinary Christian life. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things I've been doing for my like daily devotionals is to try to um, use the Book of Common Prayer's daily office. Okay. Um, which, if you're not familiar, the Book of Common Prayer has like, hey, on this day, read this. And on this day, here's a prayer. Mm-hmm. And and there's, there's a space in there where you can pray sort of privately. Yeah. Pray, you know, your Spontaneously. own... Spontaneously. Yeah, your own, hey, pray for, you know... Here it can be personal prayers, they call mm-hmm. them. But what I've found is the practice of having of having it ordered for me has really been helpful mm-hmm. because I'm not sitting there, you know, wandering off. Yeah. Or kind of going, well, oh man, I gotta go to the grocery store later on or you know, whatever. I have a very set kind of thing to do. Mm-hmm. And so I think like what we've done is We've gotten rid of the sort of positives mm. where, you know, you have good things that can come out of religious practice. Yeah. And so many times people lose out on that because they're looking for some sort of quasi super spiritual experience within the church. And at times God does that. And at times, like, we have supernatural experiences. I'm not going to say that we don't. Mm-hmm. But... I think moving away from that, we've expected to be, you know, on this sort of spiritual high constantly. Yeah. Which isn't isn't what history has told us, wasn't what the Bible says, and isn't isn't healthy. Yeah, I think we're just inadvertent inadvertently um moving toward this like weird pseudo Gnostic mysticism. Yeah. Um definitely. Which if you take if you take religion like if each person is allowed to define what Christianity is, we got stuff like Gnosticism. Yeah. Um, so let's, let's not, 
Listen, the church has done things wrong. Um, one of my uh, mentors that I respect a lot quotes this a lot, and I don't know where the original quote comes from, but he says, the church is a whore, but she's still my mother. Huh. Uh, well, on that tweetable moment, um, and on that um, bombshell, yeah. uh, it's, let's, uh, let's land this plane. Uh, let's do it. Yeah, thanks for listening. Uh, check us out on Facebook, um, on Twitter. Daniel, what's our Twitter handle? Our Twitter handle is at uncomfortably xian, X-I-A-N. So uncomfortably X-I-A-N. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Send your listener submitted questions to there or uh, Facebook us or Just text um, us. I don't know, text us or uh, if you don't have our phone number, it's... Uh, I'm just kidding. I'm not giving my phone number. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, drop us a line. Uh, check out the website, uh, uncomfortably-christian.com. Mm-hmm. And check out for new blogs that should be coming up this week. And uh, yeah, listen to our other podcasts. Um, yeah. Daniel, anything else you want to add? Uh, keep doing what you're doing, unless it's bad. Yeah. Keep it classy, uh, internet. <laughs> Bye.